Welcome to the Freedom Nation Podcast with Jeff Kickel. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hello, Freedom Nation. It's Jeff here and another exciting episode of the Freedom Nation podcast. And I today have Jason Brown on. He is the founder of the Brown Report. And uh, we're going to spend some time learning a little bit about his history of stock trading and options trading that's helped him get to where he is today. And he's not a flash in the pan because he's been doing this for over 10 years. Jason, welcome to the show, bud. Jeff, thanks for having me, man. Excited to be yeah. here. Good to have you on here. I'm really excited to to share the story that you already told me, but let's kick off with your story. So how do you get to where you are today? Yeah. And so for people who don't know me, let, let's, I mean, I'll give them a little bit about what is today. And then I definitely want to go back. Um, so for example, you know, we live here in Michigan. I say we, me, my wife, my two kids, we retired my wife. She's home. I've nice. been you know, full-time entrepreneur and investor for the last six or seven years, but I've been on this journey for over a decade. And, you know, recently bought a Rolls Royce, if anybody's a car fan out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love pulling the Rolls Royce Dawn out. And I just say that to say, like, today we're living the dreams of things that we used to see on TV. It's like, mm. whoa, what do those people do that drive those cars, live in those houses? And, you know, fortunately today we're one of those people, but the difference is we said, once we started to make that type of money, I always wanted to share with people how it works. Mm -hmm. And so if you backtrack though, I was on nobody's radar to become a millionaire, to live in the lake house, paid off, drive a Rolls Royce, retire his wife. I wasn't really, I don't know if I would say I wasn't on anyone's radar because in high school I did win most likely to succeed, but- When you look at how things started, Jeff, you know, we grew up in Detroit, you know, we were sleeping in sleeping bags. I remember going yeah. over to my best friend's house and I spent the night over his house. I was like, wow, you have a bed. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, of course I have a bed. And I'm like, everybody has a bed. Come on. Right. <laughs> so in our house, we thought beds was only for grownups because okay. only the grownups had beds, not the kids. We slept in sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. So that was my first kind of introduction to like, okay, there's a financial gap. And so I saw my mom work two jobs. And so I was like, well, maybe because he got two parents as two jobs, you know, that's two incomes. Mm-hmm. But I saw my mom work two jobs and we still were struggling financially. Yeah. And so I grew up always thinking like, okay, how do I get quote unquote to the other side of the tracks? And what I was sharing with you is when I was 18, you know, graduated from high school, I had about $2,000 of graduation money. And you still always hear like, you know, you want to invest, you want to get in the stock market. And if you had invested $2,000 back in, you know, 20 years ago, it would be grown to a million today. So I'm like, all right, I don't know why everybody just doesn't. Why don't they do it? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like it sounded like a guaranteed thing. And so I put $2,000 into, I went to a bank, it's like, I want to open an investment account. Girl literally asked me like two questions. She was like, why do you want to invest? I'm like, to be rich? Like, why else do people do this? <laughs> and she was like, so you want aggressive funds? I'm like, 
yeah, I'm young. I want aggressive funds. I need aggressive growth. So I come back two and a half, maybe three years later, I'm 21. How's my investments doing? I'm just sure I'm on my way to becoming a millionaire in 20 years. And they lost $1,300 of my money. And so (laughs) my account is down to $700. And I'm thinking, like, I thought you go to the professionals because they don't lose money. And so I'm like, if y'all lose money too, I I literally told her, I said, no disrespect. I could have lost my own money. Give me the $700 back that's left. I'm going to do this on my own. And so I spent like $200 on some Jordans or something like that. I bought Mm -hmm. some shoes. I have $500 left. I'm working for Sprint PCS. You ever go into Best Buy and there's like a person standing by the cell phones, like Mm -hmm. trying to sell you a cell phone? Like, I don't know if they still do that today, but that was me. I was that guy like, who's your cell phone provider? You thought about switching to Sprint? So I'm selling phones inside of Best Buy for Sprint. I'm making $8 an hour. I'm working all my weekends, all all the holidays, Black Friday, Thanksgiving, they opening up, all that stuff. And I'm like, this cannot be the rest of my life. For for eight bucks an hour, you're you're doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm like, I make $64 on a Saturday. I'm like, take home was 50 bucks. If I could just make $50 from the stock market, at least I wouldn't have to work Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And so I took that $500 I did what most of us do. I bought stock in the company I work for, which is Sprint. It was $5 a share. I got a hundred bucks. I'm like, great. I can buy a hundred shares. I just needed to move 50 cents. I don't need to do nothing crazy. Just 50 cents. As soon as I bought at five, I mean, as sure as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, the stock just fell down to $4. And I'm thinking, okay, this doesn't work. There has to be more to it. I thought I was smarter than those guys. I I call that Murphy's Murphy's Law of Investing. Anything you buy is guaranteed to go down right away to test your your metal. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Right. So it tested me for sure. Because then when it went back up to five, I'm like, okay, just need to go to 550. And it went down again to four bucks. And now I'm like pissed. I'm like, the market's rigged. I think it's a man behind the curtains that's just like, don't let it go up. Just send it back down. You know, um, I just feel like they know my number and they won't let me get to it. <laughs> I literally <laughs> we, we, felt like we want to take Jason's money away from him. We did it really good the last time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, do they got a connection with the broker? And they know yeah. not, like they just know how much I paid for it. And so then the stock went back up to five and I had this crazy idea. I was like, I've seen this before. I'm going to get out at five and it fell down to four. Then I got in at four and went back up to five. I got out. I made my first hundred dollars. What I didn't realize at the time was that was called a channeling stock part pattern. It was channeling between five, four, four to five, five to four. And I learned that if you were to plot that on a stock chart or learn how to read stock charts, you could spot these patterns. So then I'm like, what other patterns exist? I spend the next several months, tons of hours researching patterns. I get really good at it with the 500 bucks. I'm like, how do I get more money into my account? Because I'm like, if I had $1,000, then I would have made 200 bucks. And I'm like, if I had $5,000, then I'm like, whoa, what if I had 10,000? I'd be rich. And that's rich according to a 21-year-old kid. Yeah, making eight bucks an hour. (laughs) Right. And so I'm like, how do I get $10,000 in my account? I have a scholarship to Wayne State University's Mike Ellis School of Business here in Detroit. And I apply for financial aid because I knew we were below the poverty line. I would get it approved and they would double pay the account. I would get the check back as a refund. I took that $10,000 student loan 
And I actually grew it to $120,000, something like that, as a college, like a 21-year-old college student. Like the, Get, that, Getting you know, the best education you possibly could in investments. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and what was interesting about that time is, you know, I was studying engineering at that point. Hmm. And, you know, I saw people go through, get their engineering degree, but they were starting to get laid off. And so I'm yeah. like, I'm two years away from getting my degree and they're already laying people off. What's it going to be like when I graduate? So I pivoted hard, dropped out, start trading full time. And, you know, that's what started my career. Now, I want to tell the other side of the story. Some people don't think it was just all sunshine and roses. Mm-hmm. Um, I go on my third year. I got about a quarter million dollars. And I decide I'm going to buy this condo downtown Royal Oak for half a million. I risk quarter million dollars trying to make half a million. I lose everything. I have to move back home with my mom's back to the the, the house with bars on the window where people's trying to steal our cars. I felt defeated. Uh, and, but and back I just to had the crazy bag on the floor because you didn't earn the the bed at that point. <laughs> well, I had my old twin bed that I okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, even that. I mean, I went from sleeping in a full size queen bed, beautiful yep. apartment out in the suburbs. You know, bachelor pad, Lexus on twenty inch rims. Back to like twin bed in the hood, bars on the window, no air conditioning, mm-hmm. just fans. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was just not your ideal lifestyle. But something in me was like, I can't be the only guy that's ever lost money before. And so yeah. I had this crazy idea. I was like, and I don't know what it is about me. It has that bravado. Like when I went to the bank and they lost money, I'm like, I could have lost my own money. I'll do this myself. Well, yeah. I had that same energy when I lost the money. I was like. I'm going to videotape myself making it all back and I'm going to come back bigger and better and stronger. And that's actually how my YouTube channel got started. I was recording myself vlogging, making the money back. And then people started asking, can you teach me? And I eventually was like, how come they don't explain it like this so that regular people can understand it? Mm -hmm. And that's literally how I started teaching the stock market because I was like, I want to explain it to where regular people like us can understand it. And so that's what like launched my career. That is awesome. So you started, you know, you, you started with the YouTube channel, kind of getting yourself out there. Um, what does that become, you know, after that? I mean, do you have, do you teach people how to do this? What's, what all do you do today? Yeah. So, so much, much like when I was trying to figure out how to get 10,000 in the account, my mm-hmm. next question, I'd already made hundreds of thousands of dollars in the stock market, but I had never gotten to millionaire status. And so my next question was like, how do I get a million dollars in my account? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to kind of relate to the audience, we were talking about how, you know, people are looking to understand how can they hit their financial freedom number someday. But when I had to go back and get a job when I lost all that money, I like built my lifestyle to live off the hourly. And then my commission I was using to get back into the stock market and start investing. And so as I started making money in the stock market, I was doing okay, and I kept my lifestyle below my hourly. So I kind of used my job to get back into the investing game. Makes but sense. But still, I was like, it's going to take me forever to get a million dollars. And so when I started teaching, I started realizing, like, this is my way that, well, I was like, well, maybe I'll open a McDonald's someday. Then I looked mm-hmm. at how much it costs to have a McDonald's. But what I love about McDonald's was that, number one, it reaches a lot of people for a reasonable price point. Number two, you can earn money 24 hours a day. 
Um, but the third thing I didn't like about it was that you can only earn money on that street corner. But I was like, where can mm-hmm. I get my 24 hours a day and help a lot of people? Yeah. Now you can argue if McDonald's helps a lot of people or not by type of food yeah. they sell. But I looked at this as my way to create my McDonald's without having a physical building, without mm-hmm. having to come up with a million dollars for a franchise fee. And yeah. I was like, I can help real people. And so I eventually built that business into a seven figure business which nice. then allowed me to just double, triple down on how much I was able to put back into the stock market in addition to what I was putting from my job. But at my job, I was making like 110000 when I left, but I was mm-hmm. living off 50000 So I was putting yeah. thirty to forty back into the market um, just investing. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, when if somebody's sitting out there today and they're saying, well, yeah, Jason's story sounds great. I mean, he took $500 and turned it into, you know, 250 and then turn that 250 into zero and then turn around and turn that back up to, you know, all of that. Um, and they're thinking, well, maybe this kind of route is, is what I want to do. I've got a, I've got a job that I'm working at today that I make okay money, but I don't really enjoy doing what I'm doing. I want to do something different in this whole stock trading thing. You know, what, what's the start point, you know, where, where do they get started? Yeah. So the, the the key to becoming successful in the stock market is understanding what trading is and what it isn't. And sometimes when people hear trading, they think I got to be a day trader. I got to quit my job and be in front of the computer all day. Yeah. And that's not what we do. We just look for what I call a PRP. We look for predictable, repeatable patterns. And when we mm-hmm. see those patterns, kind of how Sprint was going from five to four, four to five, five to four. Sometimes those stocks do that six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. We look for those predictable, repeatable patterns. So the first thing is understanding how to read stock charts and spot those patterns. That's number one. Once you understand how to spot those patterns, we use options to supercharge our returns. And so the mm-hmm. reason I was able to grow that $500 and that $10,000, I wasn't buying stock. I was buying options and I was controlling either bigger stocks or control using leverage to control more than I could afford if I was buying the actual stock. Yeah. And so well, and you, once and they you protect understand- yourself a little bit because you're not investing, you know, you're you're controlling a hundred shares of stock with one option, but you know, you're only investing in one option. So you're you're putting down a lot less money towards it. You're putting down a lot less money. And most people don't understand that you can't lose more than you put up in yeah. options. The second thing that most people don't understand is that um, I learned how to make money from stocks falling because stocks don't always go up. So you can yeah. protect your account. You can actually make money from stocks falling. So it's actually less risky than most people think. People think options are risky. And I like to say not using options is risky because if you only know how to buy low, sell high, you only make money one way. And that's if the market goes up. And we all know that it doesn't go up. And so that's the steps that I would take if I was just getting started today or I'm listening to this. Like, how does it all work? It's like, learn how to read stock charts. Learn how to use options to supercharge your profits when you're right and learn how to use options to protect your account when you're wrong or if you think the market is going to go down. And then third, you just have to kind of break away from that old mindset of like, I'm going to find a financial advisor. I'm going to stick it in this 401k for 40 years. My problem with that was like, I need to change my life now, not in 40 years. And so I was like, how do I change my life now in the next five years? And that's kind of what our program is about. And that's what options trading is about. It's you can use it for long term, but more importantly, you can use it to turn around your life in about the same time that it takes to get a college degree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, once again, this is a, yeah, it's not going to be for everybody. Not everybody's going to want to spend the time. And I think it's more than anything. And it's what I talk to people about when we talk about real estate, when we talk about any investments, even starting a business, you need to spend some money educating yourself on it first. So get a good grounding and a basis on it and then start small, you know, think, think in the Jason mode. Hey, I only have 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. Don't take your entire 401k that you've had sitting around and dump it into, you know, stock trading or, or options trading if you don't know what you're doing yet and you haven't made those mistakes. I mean, you know, you you learned a pretty big you got a pretty big education when you were trying to shoot for the moon and, you know, ended up back in the back in your old bedroom at home. Uh, that was a hell of an expensive education, but I think it taught you about risk management. Oh, it was it was the best and the worst thing that could happen to me because now when I teach, that's why we have the saying on my shirt, you never go broke taking a profit. Like we teach people like, look, you're up. Let's follow the plan. Is it 10 percent a month? Is it fit? like whatever the plan is? Let's follow it and let's not shoot for the moon. Never go broke taking a profit. We teach people risk management. And this isn't stuff I read in a book. This is stuff yeah. I live through. Um, and, you know, people always ask, well, how do you control your emotions when you're up? I'm like, yeah, try losing a quarter million. Like you don't want to <laughs> go through that again, right? Borrow my experience. Like I, I my emotions are under control now because I know yeah. it can go back the other way. And so I teach real life principles that I went through, not stuff that I'm reading in the book mm. of how to control yourself. And, and you said something too, like most people won't spend the time. What I find interesting is it doesn't take a lot of time yeah. to get good at trading in the stock market. For, let me give you just a quick example. If you own a hundred shares of Amazon, Tesla, mm -hmm. these stocks are like a you know Amazon's trading would be one hundred and twenty dollars. So I mean, if you got a twelve thousand dollar account, you can buy a hundred shares. Most people don't know that you can sell covered calls, which I call rental income. You can mm -hmm. rent out your Amazon stock, and every month you can collect you know anywhere between three and six hundred dollars. You don't have to look at it again for 30 days. You can mm. go and work your job, do everything. And then if you can sell it again, you sell it again in 30 days. So there are strategies that don't require you to be in front of a computer yeah. or do a lot of time. And then from a risk standpoint, people people be saying, but what if I lose all my money? Well, you own 100 shares of Amazon. The mm. only yeah. way you lose 100% of your money is Amazon goes out of business. Well, what's yeah. the chances of that? Yeah, happening? kind of the worst case scenario is your your stock gets called away from you at that point and you've got to go back and buy it again at a higher price. That That's really but the only thing. there's a strategy to get it at a discount because you can yeah. sell what's called a covered put and get a discount sure. on buying back into it. But people just don't understand. They're like, what's a covered put? What's a covered call? How does this yeah. work? And that's the part where nobody's explaining it in layman terms. They're, they're like, oh, options are risky. You don't want to do that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's actually less risky than you think. And it takes less time than you think. But there is a learning curve like anything right. in life. You do have to learn the skill. Well, it's it's funny, you know, as as managing and, and you know, working with financial advisors, you know, a pretty good chunk of my career, almost 30 years now. And, you know, it, it was always the funny part because it's I mean, options take that. It just takes time to get it in your head to understand it. And once you do, you get it. And it was just so funny to watch people as they were taking their series sevens to, you know, it's like they just were beating their heads against the wall. And then all of a sudden, one day, the aha moment happens. And it's like, 
oh, I get how that works now. And, all you know, then it's, oh, okay. And then they totally forget it when they go in because all the firms that they work for are like, no, options bad. Don't touch those. It's options horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it's funny you were talking about that the Amazon strategy. I remember, you know, years, years, years back, uh, I was, you know, kind of doing the same thing you were doing. Um, but, you know, I was making really good money as a manager working for a firm and I was trading silver. And, you know, I, you always hear these guys, oh, you know, silver is going to go through the roof. It's, you know, it's going to go up to, you know, $150 an ounce and everything else. And, you know, I noticed a trend that it never seemed to go above 25. And and the problem is it's it's not a store of value like gold. It is an industrial metal. So it's it's only going to go up certain times. And I was I, I think, you know, I, I was doing a strategy where I was selling covered calls on on SLV. And I remember it was like I picked the right spot and I literally resold options on that thing for almost like 14 months straight because it, it would just hit that little part. Right? It would hit that little pop right just at the end of the, the option cycle. And I'm like, OK, well, I guess I'll just do the same thing again. And. You know, I, that yeah. one that one trade, I think I paid for, you know, I may have paid 10 grand for the stock and then made, you know, probably three times that amount back just selling covered calls, which is such a I mean, it's actually a pretty low risk strategy in the end. But, yeah, hilarious. I mean, exactly the same thing. And, you know, it's it's not hard. I didn't have to do a lot of work. I was a really busy person, um, but I was doing that. But it just takes time understanding why and what and certainly educating yourself on those trends. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, now, and do you, uh, do you like your organization, do you have like a special software that you use to do, you know, to identify some of these trends and things like that? Or are you mainly kind of identifying a group of stocks and you kind of keep your eye on them? So we can use any software to identify the trends. I do. I did write some scans to find specific things like breakout, breakdown, Bollinger Band squeezes, different things like that. But to the average person listening, I can take the most basic free software in Webull, Robinhood, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, any trading platform. As long as I can pull up the charts, I mm. can spot the patterns once I know what to look for. Nice. Once you know what to look for. So nice. I don't want people to think there's some hocus pocus. Once yeah. you get this software, it saves yeah. your life. If you just it's pay like, this thousand dollars a month for this software. We'll make a fortune. Yeah. I mean, you'll make a fortune. <laughs> exactly. Nope. I, I can do it with any free software on my cell phone. I, I like to do it more on a computer screen because I yeah. like to have like six months, six to 12 months worth of chart data is hard. It's a little harder to see on the phone, but mm-hmm. big picture, I can do it on the phone, do it on the computer, any free software, as long as you know what to look for. That's the key. Yeah. It's kind of like the weather map on your phone. Like, you know what to look for is a 76% chance it's going to rain today. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I understand that. There's different graphs where you're like, there's the peak, there's the bottom, and it keeps pinging between yeah. those two points. You know what to look for. So you're, you're not necessarily a day trader. You're more of kind of a, a, a position trader. Is yeah, or they call it a swing trader. We yeah, call ourselves trade. power traders. That's our our, our terminology. Okay. Sounds better than swing trader. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> so we look for these powerful chart patterns, and then we put okay. powerful, like we either use options to control a lot of power, or we put a lot of financial power behind it. Mm-hmm. And then we take a power profit, which is 
usually these 20, 30, 40% returns that people are like, there's nobody making that. It's like, no, there's some people making that. They're just, uh-huh. the banks aren't going to tell you how to make that no. because they want you to put your money in there and get 4% annually while they go do options or while they go loan the money out to people on 30 year mortgages and get a better return. So Absolutely. people are getting those returns. You're just not getting those returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I mean, it, it requires it. And you're not going to find that in your traditional wealth management company. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's is not a bad thing for somebody to, to have some exposure to, you know, all right, just the regular markets and, and, you know, that piece. But, you know, also there's, the option, the ability to to enhance your returns with these type of approaches. I mean, I think it's it's right up there with starting a business or buying real estate or whatever. It's just a different vehicle to do it. Um, it's somewhat, in some cases, less risky than uh, than doing some other strategies like starting a business for passive income. Mm-hmm. And and it can be done from anywhere in the world, which is phenomenal. Exactly. Right. You just need a laptop and a high speed internet connection. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, let's change gears here and talk about the fast five questions. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. So first one, you wake up in the morning. Business is gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, place to live, food and clothing. What are you going to do first? So if I have $500 in my pocket, uh, Honestly, I'm either going to A, get a job or I'm either going to B, start, you know, offering my skills, which is, you know, social media marketing or something like that to somebody where if I could start to make some margin between what it costs to live and have a little bit more margin to put into the stock market. But I'm immediately going to start investing that 500 bucks and then I'm going to start either with a job or some type of small business or job and a side hustle to where all that money from the side hustle, I can just dump straight into the stock market and just start growing it again because it's a skill that you know it, it you you stick with you for the rest of your life. All you yeah. gotta do is start looking at the charts and looking for the opportunity. I love it, absolutely love it. What's the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Oh, biggest business mistake. I feel like business has been pretty good. I would probably say the biggest business mistake is ignoring some ignoring my own red flags in my hiring process mm. and then that person turned out to be exactly what that red flag said they would be and it's like i had a warning and i was just like well i like this person or they have a great personality and i just i was like our hiring process is the process for a reason and when they failed at certain points it says something about them and i ignored it but now i don't ignore i don't care how well i like you I don't care how good you talk. If you miss something in our process that is a big red flag, I'm just like, nope. One of my uh, one of the first interviews I ever did uh, is a guy named Marcus out of Houston, and he had the best expression for this ever. I asked him that same question, and he kind of answered the same way, but he finished it up with, "You can't have eagles if you hire chickens." <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I've heard it put like you can't send ducks to Eagle School. Like, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I, I've good... heard it put a. I heard no, another ahead. person say. Uh, she said, and I really like this. I got this from Amy Porterfield, who's a big yep. internet marketer, and she said, "If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no." And I was mm-hmm. like, 
I like that. that. If I don't walk away, like, heck, yes, I got to have this person on my team. Yep. And I'm like, then it's a heck no. Like, I'm. The, I'm yeah, I, I have to. I have to always. Um, I have to. My belief in people tends to be bigger than their belief in themselves a lot of times. And so I have to step back from that and say, OK, no, don't don't project what you think they are onto them if they don't believe who they are to begin with. Yeah. Let them, you know, th- yeah. let them show let, let me them that. Prove it to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if they, if they can't prove it to me in the interview, they're not going to be able to prove it to me in the job when I'm paying them for Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good chance that they're not. <laughs> What's a good book that you would recommend for our audience? Uh, you know, I actually have one of my all-time favorites right here. It would be Think uh, and Grow Rich. Uh, first thing I think people need to... Mean that? Hey, nice, <laughs> nice. The exact same copy, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the beat-up old one. I think mine's a little yellower than yours, but yeah, same exact copy. Yeah, it would be Think and Grow Rich. I think a lot of people, they, they're so worried about the tactic of getting rich, but they're not really reprogramming their brain of how they need to think, act, and be, how they need to perceive failure, which you're certainly to be met with on your journey to becoming rich. And so I really think that book just really frames like the mindset, the energy, the tenacity that you have to have to you know go on this wealth journey, because it's less about what you do. And it's more about like who you are at the core and how you think about money. I mean, you got to think I had to be a unique person to see an opportunity to take a $10,000 student loan. Mm -hmm. You got most college students who get a student loan and they go party with it. You Mm -hmm. got some people who's like, I got a scholarship. I don't need that money. I won't take it. What if I lose it all? But it takes a certain type of mindset to say, wait a minute, this is low interest rate. It's deferred interest rate until I graduate. Mm -hmm. Why don't I not take it and see if I can grow it? And that takes a different mindset. And books like yeah. Think and Grow Rich help you get into that mindset of seeing opportunity where other people see fear or are, are scared of something. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, or just they don't value how much that money actually could be worth down the road. Yeah. And I think yeah. you realized what that could potentially be worth. You know, or put... I also like to say, when you said they don't value how much the money could be, they also don't value themselves. Some people are yeah. so scared to bet on themselves. They're like, you know, let the job tell me how much I'm worth. Let someone else tell me how much I can make. Not a lot of people. It's like, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to take this 10000 and see what I can do. I believe in myself. And that just takes a whole different energy and mindset because we weren't really taught or raised like that. It's like, give them your resume. Let them tell you how much you were. Let them tell you when to come to work. Let them tell you how much you can make, when you can take vacation, submit it and see if it gets approved. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to thinking about, can I do something? You're looking around like, maybe I should ask my boss, you know, because that's what you've been taught versus I'm like, nah, I can make a hundred thousand dollars. I can make a million. It's well, but I think, you know, in the end, you you sat back and went, OK, well, all right. So I made, ten, you know, I made $50 or $100. Well, geez, what if I just had more money to do that with? I could probably replicate the same thing, you know, exactly. and, and there's a it's lot of people that would get to that point and They're like, man, I made more money today than I've ever made on any day in my entire life. I'm just, you know, I'm done. I don't have to do anything anymore. But you just kept going. Well, let me just take it one step farther, one step farther. And. Then you took it one step too far and then got knocked back. And, 
you know, you just went back and used the same knowledge that you have. And, you know, I think that was that that more than anything, no matter what happens to you, they can't take away your experience or knowledge, period. Mm -mm. Yeah. I'll go off on a whole book tangent and we'll (laughs) never get done. What is a tool that you use in your business every day that you would recommend? Stock charts. Okay. <laughs> I, I I use charting every single day. So mm-hmm. I, I look at charts every day, even if it's just like just the opening, just to see how the market open. I just take, yeah. the, you know, I, first 10 minutes of the open. I just like to see how did the market open? How did the yeah. stocks I'm in open? And then about four o'clock, really about three thirty, I like to see how they're closing, like how are okay. the stocks I'm in or thinking about getting in, performing, going into the close. But chart any type of charting software is something that i use every even just even on my iphone on my home screen Mm. uh, you can't see it probably but i have the charts up of like four or five stocks that i follow like so when you got the picture of the rolls on there too i could see yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it always just reminds me like we've come this far yeah Um, it's funny. Sometimes the chart goes across the windshield and it looks like the windshield's cracked. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I look at a stock chart every single day. That's the one tool I can't live okay. without. Love it. All right. Final question. What is your definition of freedom? So, you know, I, I've been asked this over, you know, different times. Like, what does freedom mean? What does financial freedom mean? What does mm. success mean? And for me, it boils down to really having time, money, and my health without Mm -hmm. having to decide which one is more important. So that is freedom to me. You could have a lot of money, but you're physically not taking care of yourself. That's not wealthy for me. You could have a lot of money and a lot of time, but you don't have a great relationship with your family. (sighs) That's not wealth to me. So like when you're truly free, you have time, you have money, you have your health and your relationships without having to decide which one is important. That's freedom. to me. Yeah. I always love the expression, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but I'm like, I was sure happier with money than I was when I didn't have it. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and the cool thing about, you know, when people say money don't buy happiness, it's like true, <laughs> but I have more resources to find happiness. I can yeah. hire a therapist. I can hire a coach. I can go visit Africa, you know, and see if mm. that inspires me. Right. I, I have yeah. the resources to figure out why, why is it lacking? Yeah. Um, it's well, really and you have the resources to the- give back too. I mean, that's the other part. I, one of my friends said it best, you know, it's like, who can, yeah, cause people get this thing about, well, if I make money or if I have money, then I'm an evil person. And I'm like, you know, the expression I heard best was from my friend, Matthew Pollard, who said, you know, who can, change the world more the guy on the street corner with the the little sign that says give peace a chance or bill gates bill gates changes the world every day you know and he the only way he did that was by having money and you know he didn't start from money he you know he started being smart and figured out how to make money for that and you know the next thing is he's given back to the world and, and he makes the world a better place every day Absolutely. I think about my church. You know, we went mm-hmm. from we used to only be able to put a dollar in the church yeah. plate when we were little. And I used to be embarrassed. I would ball the dollar up in my hand and kind of throw it in there. Hope nobody saw that it was a dollar. Maybe they thought it was ten dollars. And but but I think now to the amount that we're able to give, I'm like, we're the ones that are funding these outreach projects, yeah. these going out into the neighborhood and taking Thanksgiving baskets. Right. And so 
you really realize the more money you have, you can really impact some of these causes mm-hmm. that are near and dear to your heart by being a financial resource uh, yeah. to go out into the community. Yeah, well, but I think, you know, even more than that, you, you know, you and I and other people that have been successful are great examples for those kids that aren't, you know, that that don't think of themselves as being able to be there or do that over time. You know, I think that's that's the other part of it. I mean, I, I volunteer my time with a local incubator program, you know, helping kids that are in high school learn how to start businesses. I mean, I wish I had that education. I mean, I had to I had to spend eight years and almost lose my house to to get that education. And they're getting it just by showing up to a class every day. Yeah, that's interesting. I volunteer. I'm a I run the accelerator program for EOs, entrepreneurs nice. organization. Yeah. I, I coach the accelerators. Uh but yeah, I, there's so many ways you can give back. You have time, you have financial yep. resources, you have life experience, business experience now. Um, it's just, there's just so many ways you can be an asset to your friends, your family and the entrepreneur community at large. I mean, your podcast is going to help a yep. ton of people just listen to these episodes, but it costs to have a microphone and have yep. cameras and have the best recording software, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and just the time to be able to do it. I mean, that's for me, that's, that is the, the, my freedom story was the fact that I have the freedom financially that I can spend time doing this and I don't have to worry about making money. I mean, I've got money coming in and I can focus on doing this type of stuff because I feel like it's, it's extraordinarily important for the world and you're doing the same thing. It's what you did on your YouTube channel. You know, you built a, you built a nice little empire in your, on your YouTube channel by just going, you know what, I'm going to show other people that this isn't as hard as everybody makes it sound like. And the cool part is we're both doing it in the middle of the day, right? Yeah. We don't have to ask our boss if we could take time nope. out and record. Nope. <laughs> nope. I only have to answer to my wife and she's the worst boss I've ever had, but we'll just go with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's at the office right now and I'm sitting at home working in the studio at home. So, yeah, that's 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 the challenge. But, well, Jason, <laughs> thank you, my friend. I so appreciate you being on. It was just an absolutely enjoyable conversation. You're, you're an inspi- inspiration to folks, and I hope they're inspired to take the time to look. What's the best way if somebody wants to learn a little bit more about what you do in the Brown Report? What's the what's the best place to find you? Yeah, and first, thanks for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate a good conversation. And the the best way to find me is just go to thebrownreport.com. They can connect with my LinkedIn there, my YouTube, Instagram. Um, and then a lot of people always ask, kind of like you did in the beginning, like, what's the best way to get started? We also have something called the Stock Market Starter Pack, which will teach the three most profitable patterns. And we have the Stock Option Starter Pack, which hmm. will teach you how to use calls and put options. It's completely free. It's just a PDF download that people can get. But all of those resources are just right at thebrownreport.com. Love it. Love it. Well, fantastic. We'll put a link to that down in the show notes. Folks, thank you very much for spending your time with us today. It's been a pleasure to to share Jason's story with you and to be able to share another method or another way that you reach your freedom day. We do these shows twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure wherever you're at, you subscribe to the channel and bing, hit that little button that uh, notifies you when a new show comes out. If you are watching us on YouTube, we're really launching our YouTube channel massively. 
and we're dropping a video a day for the next 60 days. So make sure if you want to learn more about the the Freedom Day story and certainly in anticipation of the Freedom Day book, which was going to be coming out in about six weeks, make sure you go to our Freedom Day or Freedom Nation by Jeff Kickle YouTube channel. And uh, we will see you back here the very next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.